When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 809, Parenting a Middle Schooler. Have a laugh on me. Even psychologists struggle. By Jody Eckleberry Hunt of jodyeckleberryhunt.com. Hello, everybody. Greg Audino here, your host here on the aforementioned Optimal Relationships Daily. I am back with you for the parenting leg of the week. We often cover parenting posts on Thursday and Friday, and with a very unusual school year kicked back into gear, there's no post like today's to help you get through it as a parent with grace and diligence. Let's take a look at Jody Eckleberry Hunt's back-to-school story for her middle schooler and start optimizing your life. Parenting a Middle Schooler Have a Laugh on Me, Even Psychologists Struggle by Jody Eckleberry Hunt of jodyeckleberryhunt.com My oldest son started middle school a week and a half ago. I expected it to be awful, but it's been so easy. Wonderful, in fact. A friend of mine who has older children told me to watch out because sickness soon sets in because the kids are exposed to a whole new group of viruses. Sure enough, that same day, both my kids start up with a cold. I still felt good about the transition. That is, until last night. During work, I got an email from the principal, reminding me that open house was that night. I'd forgotten. I scarfed down dinner, and luckily, my husband got home to watch the kids so I could attend. I work 30 to 35 hours a week. How do parents who work 40-plus hours do it? God bless them. I learned that open house involved the parents following the kids' schedules, spending five minutes with each teacher. It started with gym class. The poor teacher says that she is now required to do a pre- and post-test on each gym topic she teaches. WTF? I thought gym was about giving kids exercise. When did it become about taking tests? Whatever. Then, parents start asking questions like, What topics do you cover? Again, WTF. It's not that I think exercise science isn't important, but I'm more into actually exercising during the limited time in gym. I quickly move on to the next class. I'll tell you that the next few sessions were a bit of a blur. The teachers were telling the parents to sign up for Remind. They said, I won't spend time on that because I'm sure you already know about it. WTF? At this point, I don't even know what Remind is and am busy trying to find it in the App Store. Then I hear about signing up for Synergy to communicate with the school. I learned that I need to look at Synergy now to see grades already posted. I'm able to do that, and I see that my son has two A pluses, a D, and an E. OMG, WTF, school just started. I'm fading in and out at this point. 
I begin to digest the message that my worth as a parent is going to be measured by my ability to get this semi-feral animal, aka my son, to complete and turn in his assignments. This would be a full-time job. I had been over the moon because I'd got him out of bed to school on time and to put on deodorant without a fight for six straight days. At this point, I realize there's no escape. The same message is being communicated by every teacher. I find myself gazing around the room. I am fantasizing that there will be some alcohol served at any moment. I look at the other parents. Some look catatonic. Some look confused. I'm on the verge of a panic attack. Still, other parents look excited and happy. I wonder what medication regimen they're on. Note to self. I also note how many chairs are in the rooms. There are a lot of kids in each class. While I'm only responsible for the one wild animal, I feel empathy for the teachers who have to manage a room full and have to meet all of the requirements associated with the curriculum. I want to say here that I think lawmakers have lost sight of the point of education, but that is another blog. Then, one teacher says, I know some parents think, (laughs) okay, my child is in middle school, they need to start doing things for themselves. The parents leave the kids to self-manage. I urge you not to do that. This was my whole plan. WTF was I going to do now? By the time I reached the last session, I was ready to run for the door. When I got home, my son asks, Didn't you think Mrs. X was mean? She's always giving me the stink eye. I said, OMG, she was my favorite. She said she doesn't give homework. She plans to teach you a bunch of cool stuff. She started by saying that she didn't have a lot to say, and then she let us go early. He replied, but she yells all the time. I said, I am sure that poor woman has to yell to get through to the class. I asked him about the deficient grades, and he had a convincing excuse similar to the dealer who gets caught with a large stash and has a perfectly understandable explanation. I went to bed and had terrible nightmares and a fitful sleep. The biggest button I had was pushed. I value my kids slash family above all else. Their well-being is top priority. Education is also among my top five values. I am achievement-oriented. I just heard all that I had to do as a parent to ensure my child's success, and it involved me controlling him. I never have full control as a baseline. All I have is influence. Attempts to control come at a high cost. Efforts to control equals hearing, You are the worst mother ever. You are such a jerk. Then, my younger son snickers, and a brawl ensues at the dinner table. I revoke privileges equals more yelling equals everyone is unhappy. I note that the school has multiple unrestrained methods to contact me, including automated calls, emails, and text reminders for each class. I wondered, how did my mom do it? For starters, she was clueless. There was no texting or emails. Parents were only contacted if their child was throwing spitballs at the teacher. She lived in ignorant bliss, which is where I was the last week and a half, and I was happy there. Today, I got out of bed and said, No more. I must move on. It will all work out because it has to work out. I will give what I can, but I will not helicopter. I will not be codependent with my son. How is he supposed to learn how to manage himself if I'm always doing it for him? I noted that he got himself out of bed on his own this morning. He fed himself, did his drum practice, and started on some online math practice without prompting. I gave him a hug and was incredibly thankful. If I felt as overwhelmed as I did last night, 
I can only imagine how he must feel. It was good for me to experience that. I see him through new eyes today. In that respect, it was a good experience. I guess my points are, A, there is usually a silver lining. B, my job is to be the best parent I know how to be, which is not always what others tell me to do. C, it is okay to feel sorry for myself for a little while, but I need to limit that time. And D, kids are amazing people, capable of amazing things, lest we forget. You just listened to the post titled, Parenting a Middle Schooler, Have a Laugh on Me, Even Psychologists Struggle, by Jody Eckleberry Hunt of jodyeckleberryhunt.com. And another wonderful post from Jody, one of our newest contributors. It was funny how she mentioned her mother being in a sort of bliss, not knowing what went on at school for the most part. So she, like Jody, was sure that she was doing a good job as a parent and hadn't been aware of much of what was going on at school. Had she found out, she might have been in a mini frenzy like Jody was upon learning about all these methods and policies in place that she didn't know about previously. That still wouldn't have changed the fact that she was doing well, though. And Jody learning about these parts of her child's education system that she was behind on doesn't mean that she's not being a good parent. The best she knows how to be. The moral of the story? Learning about things you haven't been doing to help grow something doesn't mean that you weren't growing it well before. It's always crucial to meet these new lessons with receptivity and curiosity, as opposed to self-judgment. And on that very all-encompassing note, we are going to wrap this one up, everyone. Thank you so much for being here, my friends. And I do hope you stop in for the next one. Our last post of the week is tomorrow, and you won't want to miss it. So, I'll see you there, where your optimal life awaits.